The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with your host, Ty Maynard. We're the starting point for sales professionals and business owners who want to gain more clients, score higher margins, and not be left behind in sales and business. Now, here's Ty Maynard. Hey, welcome. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and as in every episode, our goal Every show is to help you in your quest to be the best in sales, business, and life. And backed by uh, high demand, we have a gentleman that's going to be talking to us about relationship marketing and how to use social media to develop and gain that customer loyalty. And his name is Terry Brock. And I want to tell you a little bit more about Terry in just a moment. But first and foremost, business has always been about relationships. Relationship marketing is really connecting people with people in business. And today's social media is showing us how we can connect people in a real human way, much more than a plastic broadcast only way. And in today's podcast or radio show, Terry Brock will talk about how social media can help you in many different ways. He'll also discuss how you can use social media tools like Clout. By the way, he has a book on that he recently um, did that is phenomenal. And he's going to talk about how Clout can help you achieve maximum success with your work online and offline. And Terry, let me tell you about Terry. Terry is the co-author of the new McGraw-Hill book entitled Clout Matters, How to Engage Customers, Build Your Digital Influence, and Raise Your Clout Score for Success. He's a member of the Speaker Hall of Fame and has spoken internationally in 25 countries. He is the past editor chief for AT&T's largest business blog where he had over 100 expert authors reporting to him on topics like cloud computing, mobility, social media, and security. And once again, I'd like to welcome Terry Brock to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. How are you doing, Terry? I am doing great, Ty. It's great to see you and great to be back with you. Well, thank you very much for coming back. Uh, I had so many people email me, contact me about the last show, and we talked about specifically just Clout Matters, and the information you gave was so rich. I had to have you back, and thank you for being willing to share your knowledge with us again. You bet. Well, it's fun. We had a lot of fun last time. We're just going to take that fun and crank it up even higher. It's still legal to do that here in Florida, and since we're both in Florida, what you say we do it? All right. Let's do that, and, and for those of us listening... I want you to grab a pad and a pen and be ready to take copious notes because this gentleman is going to bring it. As a, as a matter of fact, Terry, I have my pad and pen in my, I can't believe that. I'm impressed, but that's machine. okay. We got a phone ring. Somebody else is trying to call in already. <laughs> and I like it. <laughs> yeah. 
I forgot the facts, man. That's all right. That's okay. Um, matter of fact, we can just keep going. As a matter of fact, we can let our listeners know this is the real world stuff. So we're okay. having fun with it. But by the Very way, I also good. have to say, in case they might want to come into the 21st century, there's a thing they can use also called an iPad. And you can take notes on that, too. So you can use a Absolutely. pen or paper or device of your choice. Very good. Very good, Terry. So let's go ahead and get started. So why are relationships so important. Why do relationships matter so much in business today? I think because you're dealing with human beings. We're all human beings. And what matters most in life, I mean, yes, business. Business is a portion of life. It's an important part of it. But it's talking about getting along with people, understanding where they are, understanding their needs. And really, the capitalist free market system is the best tool we've seen that comes up with the idea of meeting those needs. Lots of ideas have come out. People have said, well, let's do it this way. Let's just share everything. And we find and what works best after centuries of trying it in many different countries and throughout all the centuries, we found it works best when you can think in terms of helping the other person. I love the way that Zig Ziglar would say it. And when he said, you can get anything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. And that's really what it's about. It's taking care of others. And by doing that, then you're able to help yourself. And so relationships are the way we do it because we like working with people that are like us. At least there's something there. And if they're like us, we want to do it. Now, there's different kinds of relationships that we'll have. If I am in an airplane, I'm not going to have too much of a relationship with the pilot, but I want that pilot to be really good and because my life is at stake there and I want to make sure it's done properly and all that. But there is a relationship that I will have with that company, with that airline. When I'm selecting a medical doctor, yeah, the relationship's going to matter. I want that person to be really competent. I want her to know her medical degree. I want her to know her medicine, be updated, etc. But I also want to make sure that she or he has a really good bedside manner. And so relationships are really the core of doing it well. And I think, Ty, you can relate to this also. I have found in my own experience that the people I have met and that I've known that are extraordinarily successful are also those who have very good human relations. Mm -hmm. Those who do best with people, they're the ones that generally tend to do better in business. Those that are, uh, let's say, hard to get along with, they're kind of irritable and grumpy. I find the marketplace has a way of weeding those out. Because we'll deal with them if we have to. If I need water and they're the only guy in town that's got water, okay, I'll hold my nose and buy something from them right then. But as soon as I get a chance, I'm going to back off and I'm going to say, hey, you know, I'm going to find somebody else. And that's where competition comes in. And again, that's part of the free market. But it really is relationships that matter most. You made a couple of good points. And you said that always think in terms of helping other people. And one of my favorite quotes, I think I came up with it. Uh, I've been using it long enough that it's mine now. But I say focus on making a difference. And then as a rule, the dollars have a tendency to follow making a difference in the lives of others. Yes. And, and the other thing you said, you said the market marketplace weeds out people who are not proficient in human relations. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you on that as well, because one of the things I like to say is, Customers have a tendency to vote with their dollars. Absolutely. And what, there are two things that they're looking for. They're looking for you performing the service, but they're also looking for how you make them feel mm -hmm. while you're performing the service. That's absolutely and just, right. And just performing the service, you get a C. 
you get a C and, and, and as a re- customer report card, but how you make them feel while you're performing the service gets you the A or the B. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. I think you're right. It's not either or, it's both and. That you've got to have that competence. If all you are is a nice guy, uh, that's okay. But if all I I see someone who says, hey, I can do that surgery for you, Terry. I'm a really nice guy. Yeah, did you go to medical school? Well, not yet, but I got a really sharp jackknife here. I'm thinking, no, uh, not at all. You know, they've got to have the competence and they have to have that human connection. And you need both. And you have to keep perfecting both. Because it's not like you're nice one day and then you can be uh, a jerk the rest of the time. No, you've got to still be there and you go back and in the competency. Today, we all have to keep going back to school. We have to keep learning. And the school that we have is like the podcast that you have. It's like the wonderful blogs that are out there and the books continue to saturate your mind with good things. One of the things I got to say, we're doing this video right now, Ty, in this first video. I'm complimenting you on that. Thank you. We got a video, we're doing this, and I can see behind you, those books are there. Yes. And I know that you have uh, read many books. You continue to do that. You're feeding your mind with good material. And those of you that are watching this, think about it. People, I got some books back here, too. Matter of fact, I like to tell people, and some of these books haven't even been colored in yet. <laughs> they're, they're pretty good. But, you know, you think about it. Brian Tracy said it so well a while back. And I remember him saying, I just thought, this is great. He says, you think about people that are really successful. Think of when you ever go into their home, you'll see that almost inevitably they have a library. They've got a library there. Now, do you think that they started getting the library after they were rich or as they were getting rich? Exactly. And the library and the book started helping them. Well, that's true. People that are rich, that are doing very well, that have done it on their own, they're out there and they're really competent, they read. They learn. They might not necessarily have gone to a formal education, although I'm in favor of that. I think it's good for, I know for me it was good, but I see many people that are doing extraordinarily well, billionaires with a B, who are constantly reading, even if they didn't graduate from high school. I think of Steve Jobs. He dropped out of college. I think of my buddy uh, Randy Gage. He He dropped out. Well, he tells us he didn't really drop out of high school. He was thrown out in the ninth grade. Went back, eventually got his GED, and now is a multi-millionaire, self-made multi-millionaire, helping people. Michael Dell didn't graduate from college, but I know these people continually read and learn. They're going to seminars. They're feeding their minds with good podcasts. I mean, think about it for a moment. When you're working uh, around the house, getting things done, many people will listen to the local radio station. You know, you get up in the morning, you're listening to the radio station, and most radio stations around the United States, and I've heard overseas as well, they're going, there was a terrible tragedy and an accident on the west side of town, and there was a robbery over on the east side of town. We're covering it right now. And they go to their reporter and think about it for a moment. Does that really benefit us to know that there was this tragedy, etc. In most cases, no, it pulls us down, it doesn't help us, and then there's some nonsense right. commercials, and then there's something about a ball game and everything. You can find out the important information much more rapidly on the internet. Just yes. read it quickly, and then spend that time listening to some really good podcasts that can help you build those relationships with people, that can help you learn more, because now you're expanding your mind, and you're listening, you're learning, you're going to the university of the podcast whenever you want. And that's all part of relationships, because now, with those relationships, they will maintain you. People will want to be around you because you're offering value to them. Right, you're not just right. going, hi, I'm a nice guy. Yeah, the weather is great. Um, yeah, yeah. How, how about those bucks? How are they doing? Yeah, go buck. Whoa, whoa, go. You know, I mean, that's nice. There's a place for that. But 
What if you can say, you know, I was reading an article the other day that directly relates what you were talking about, and they say they're doing this, this, and this. Now you've given that person some real value, and you only get that by saturating your mind with good quality educational material from a variety of sources. I would encourage those that are listening, those that are viewing this, to go back and look at a variety of podcasts. There's a bunch of them out there. There's a bunch of really good educational videos on YouTube. This morning, for instance, I was watching videos of Napoleon Hill. Uh, They've got yeah. those out there. I'm actually able to see Napoleon Hill himself and W. Clement Stone, men that were great when they were here, and they left great ideas that still work for us today. Instead of spending your time just listening to the same old songs over and over, for crying out loud, learn something that you'll be able to then earn something later on. And it all relates to relationships with people so that you can help them. Because the more you help them, the more you will be able to be helped. That's an excellent point. And Terry, as you know, I always say this is the fastest hour of the week. And I really believe that. And I was speaking to someone this morning who listened to my show last week. And they say, you are right. They say the time went by so fast. So it's time for us to take our first break. But when we come back from taking a break, I want us to talk about, you talked about two types of relationship marketing, e-commerce and our commerce. And when we come back, I want you to kind of distinguish between the two so our audience can understand which would help them best serve their organization as well as their customers. But in the meantime, it's time for us to take a short break. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I am your host, and my guest today is Terry Brock, and we will talk to you again on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at tymaynergroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and today we're talking about relationship marketing and how to use social media to get the best out of relationships with your customers, how to build customer loyalty. And my guest today is T. 
Terry Brock. He's just a phenom when it comes to this topic. And we've just been having a great conversation. And Terry, before the break, I talked about you talking about relationship marketing. And and you've mentioned to me before about e-commerce and our commerce. Can you kind of distinguish between the two for us? Yeah, the e-commerce is really good. Hey, I'm a nerd and a geek. I love technology. I mean, you know, I got my, my little iPad here and I use this extensively for music, for reading, for connecting with people, my iPhone and that. And I love all the electronics of the e-commerce and that's really good. But what matters way more than that is what I call our commerce, relationship commerce. You're building relationships with people. You're working with someone because hey, they took care of you before. They did right. this. And it really kind of goes back to um, the old staple years ago, maybe a century or more ago in America. People would sit around at the general store on the rocking chairs. They'd rock back and forth. You know, and they would talk to each other. And as they got to know each other and the general store manager would know what they needed, etc., they'd go out of their way to help them. And that engendered that long-term relationship. Well, I find that that same principle applies today, even with the latest of technology that we have. It's mm-hmm. still about people. You know, some people will say, with all the technology we have, we've kind of lost track of the human relationship. And I would say, no, I think we've enhanced it. Because, look, for instance, I'll give you a good example. You and I have not physically met. We have not been in the same room, meeting, but already we have a good friendship, a good relationship. We've seen each other over Skype a couple times. We've talked. The electronics, the technology, when used properly, can help us to further a better relationship. And that's yeah. the key. It's doing it the right way. I have friends and colleagues, customers around the world that I'm able to talk to that I couldn't do that uh, with just physical meeting. If we had just the technology of, say, the year 1760, you know, or 1770, pick a time, you know, somewhere where we couldn't do it. But you see, things changed dramatically when the telegraph came out. Because before that, never before in history could you communicate live with someone who was not within earshot of you. Right. I mean, after that, you could communicate live with people by, you know, doing dot, 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 or whatever they did on Morse code back then. You know, I put the little armband on them, the little thing on their head, you know, and they, I mean, it was really something. It's interesting, though. You go back and look at the literature of that day. They actually had some magazines come out saying people are spending way too much time on the telegraph. They shouldn't do this. You know, they should get out there and see real people. They actually had people getting married over the telegraph back then. And so now we're using a similar kind of thing. We're using it there. But I think if we couple the technology with the human concern and really care for people, we'll do a lot more. So the e-commerce is good. The electronics are there. But what matters more and always will is the R-commerce, the relationships that you build, the people that you know, and the way that you first establish those relationships. Technology helps us with that. Second way, where you build them. And then here's the key, maintaining them, keeping them going. That's where you got to be creative. you got to think of ways that you keep it going because it's easy to meet someone. Sounds good. You exchange cards. You have a good time there at that meeting. And then you stay in touch. Hey, great to see you at the meeting. Yeah. And then after a while, it just kind of dribbles away. What you need to do is think of creative ways to say, oh, I know they like this and this. I know that they like this kind of thing. Or their mother went to school there in Ohio or something at that university. And then when you see something about that university, you go, hey, thought you might like this. I know your mom went there to that school. 
and send it off. Little simple things like that that we would do before by tearing out something, writing a note, putting it in the mail. That's a good thing, still good to do today. But today we can often send the link, of course. And we can also send iJot videos. That's a technology that you and I have used, Ty, where we get a chance to see it. And it's kind of nice. You actually see the person. And for those of you taking notes, that's E-Y-E. J-O-T, iJot. You go to iJot.com, and it gives you the ability to send a video email. So the person who's receiving it actually sees you on there. They can see, hello, it's me, hi. (laughs) And they know it's not a form letter. Versus you send something with text, and it sounds kind of like, hello, I hope you are doing well today. We have a special on widgets that you can buy. We know, okay, that's a form letter. But if you're looking in the camera and you're going, Hi, how you doing? Hey, got this for you. You know it's not a form letter and it's the real person there. And I think that's what's, what matters most, being real and building those relationships. And, you know, that's a valid point because I think the first time I connected with you, you sent me an iJot video email. And I'm like, how cool is that? You know, and I'm like, okay, so I got to see your presence, your personality came out. Yeah, my good haircut, too. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting there each year. It's it's, uh, it's thinning out a little bit, man. Oh, you're going to love it. It's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, people can't sense your passion necessarily from an email or just a written communication. You can we try to put exclamation marks. But I could sense who you were just by watching you and listening to your voice and, and seeing your smile. So it makes all the difference in the world. And you said something about, you know, the key is maintaining relationships, Terry. And one of the, the biggest things I see individuals and organizations fall short on is the follow-up component, mm, yeah. which, is yeah. the, which is the that's the last part of what we do with someone. But it's equally important. Do we have to close the loop on that circle with the follow-up? What are your thoughts? Yeah, you raise an extraordinarily important point. The follow-up is the real essence of it. Anyone can say, hi, it was good to meet you, and that's nice, but it's the follow-up, staying in touch. And the way you do that is you've got to pay your uh, price. You've got to pay your dues on this. And that means you take notes. You remember what are they interested in. If you find out, like I mentioned, your mother went to school in Ohio, as an example, tuck that in the back of your mind. And better yet... Write it down. Put it Thank into you. some form of technology because you're going to meet two, three hundred people easily that you'll have in a close circle, according to a lot of people that study sociology and where we uh, have connections. You could, over a lifetime, meet thousands of people. How are you going to remember all that? Well, most people can't. And you think, eh, you probably wouldn't. But if you record it somewhere, in yeah. a simple little contact management, the things like, you know, Bob went to West Central High School, or he's a big fan of uh, the such-and-such university, and little things like that. Harvey McKay helped me enormously and millions of others with his book, uh, How to Swim with the Sharks Without yes. Being Eaten Alive, and uh, incredible, and many other books he's put out there. He has what he calls the McKay 66, and the McKay 66 is what he recommends for his salespeople at uh, McKay Envelope Company. He has uh, an envelope company, sells paper, sells uh, envelopes, and they go out and they sell it. Well, his salespeople have these 66 questions that need to be completed about everyone. Now, it doesn't mean everyone that they're meeting. Now, it doesn't mean you fill them out all at once, but it's things like, yes, we get your name and your phone number, et cetera, but also things like uh, where they went to school. Political persuasion, Are the, do they feel strongly about it? 
You know, religious persuasion, do they feel strongly about that? Spouse or wife's name, you know, are they divorced? Are they sensitive about this? Children's names, activities of the children. Little things like that that you go, oh yeah, that would be good to know. He's got it documented so that in a methodical, systematic way, you're keeping track of those types of things about people. I like to do things like that in the notes section. I use a Mac and they have uh, contacts as a program and there's a nice note section so you can go in there and put different things in. I also mm -hmm. often used uh, a Word doc so you can start putting, you know, put the name of the person, that's the name of it, you know, so let's say you meet uh, Bill Smith, so you got Bill Smith there. And that's the title of the file. And then as you talk with Bill and get to know him over time, you hear different things about it, that he likes this. You know, you like, hey, he likes the uh, restaurant over here. His favorite restaurant in the world is Terry's Grill over at the corner of 4th and Main. So now that's good information to know because then something really big happens in Bill's life. He's got a special celebration. You remember that. He's a good client. You're working with him. You remember he likes Terry's Grill over there at 4th and Main. So you send him a, uh, a nice gift certificate. Send him right. a nice coupon to go there. Now that is a little bit special. It's going above the call of duty that most people would uh, not think of. And it's all part of building relationships. Yes, it takes work. I like to call it relationship farming. I think wow. that too often people refer to business and they use a metaphor of battle. And they use war. We're going to go out there and we're going to rally the troops and we're going to kill that competition. We're going to do it. We're going to fight. And I think, wait a minute, wait a minute, guys. Hold the fort there. Um, you know, war, even if you win, you lose a lot. Right. People are dying. I mean, you're blowing up things. You're killing people. And th that's war. I understand that. That's where it is. I like the farming metaphor. Farmers go out and they start by studying. They look at the landscape. What's going to be good today? What's the soil like? Well, you know, for instance, here in Florida, we grow oranges. Yeah, we grow grapefruit. We grow things, uh, strawberries. They grow really well here. We don't grow a lot of apples. Apples grow better in a climate farther up north, but then they right. don't grow oranges. So the farmer has to study that. The farmer also has to study what is the market asking for. Is there an increased demand in oranges this year or a decrease? Do I plant less this year? Do I plant maybe a few more cucumbers and strawberries rather than something else? Then they have to have the right equipment. They gotta look at all this stuff and put it together even before they go out and start tilling the soil. Then, then they go out and they till the soil. They're getting things ready. They're getting introduced, if you will. They're okay. getting introduced, they're making that, and then they nurture it. They nurture that and they put some seeds in there gently. Not expecting to have a crop the next day. It's gotta take time. And they need a lot of sunshine, need a right amount of rain. And there's a, a, a thing called manure that goes out there, too. There's some other colorful words for that. And we right. notice in business, in relationship, those kind of things happen, too. You know, right. it's all there, but you take care of it. And then you got to protect what you've got because varmints can try to come in. I grew up up in the Midwest, and we weren't on a farm, but there are farms all around us, and many of my friends were on a farm. And we see that wild animals would try to come in and eat the crops before the harvest. You know, they're grand. Hey, that's not good, so you got to put up fences. you got to take care of it. Storms can come. you got to take care of that. And then finally, harvest comes, and you got to work hard during harvest to till that crop and make sure that it comes through. But that's when you enjoy it. But then you always take the very best of the corn, for instance, and you put that in the storehouse so that's your seed corn for next year. 
It continues to grow. And I think that's a metaphor that works for business. You constantly look for what the market is saying. Then you get the best tools and equipment, whether it's an iPad or your website or other things that you'll have. And then you go out and you till the soil. You're meeting people. You're building those relationships. And then you're staying there with it, keeping things uh, going when something bad might be there to hurt the relationship. You're there to ward that off. Make sure that it goes. And then when harvest comes, it's great, and you share it with others, and then you take the very best, and you're always investing back into the future. And I think relationship farming is what the most successful people today really are doing and have done for centuries. That's an excellent point. And I want to continue that. It's time for our next break. But I want when we come back, I want to talk about the, that was a good principle, following up, okay, I want to talk about some other principles that can foster a mutually beneficial relationship in business. So it's time for us to take another short break. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. I am Ty Maynard, your host, and my guest today is Terry Brock. And we will talk to you again on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you feeling slammed and suckered in today's stock market? If so, then you need to tune in to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, Jordan Kimmel will train you in what you can do to beat up the big boys on Wall Street, as well as share his secrets to success so that you can buy and sell like a profit-pumping pro. Grab the bull market by the horns and listen to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and my guest today is Terry Brock, and we're talking about relationship marketing and how to use social media to build customer loyalty and how just to develop exceptional relationships with our customers and as well as business uh, uh, partners, business allies. So, Terry, we were talking about before the break some of the components to, to be exceptional in this of maintaining, growing relationships. Talk to me about some other principles that are necessary, essential, not a nicety, but a necessity 
to, to build mutually beneficial business relationships. I think the key is something that's very simple, but it's not easy. And that is contribute value always. Always okay. find ways that you can contribute value. Um, when I was in, uh, the best professor I had in my MBA program was a guy named Dr. Stanley. Dr. Stanley told us about the importance of getting out there and helping people, finding their needs. He said, one of the things you want to do is position yourself as the center of something so that you're the person that's the go-to person. They will come to you when somebody needs to know a good realtor on the north side of town or who's a good orthodontist now you might not be a realtor or an orthodontist but you know people and you've got your network going and that's what successful people do matter of fact uh, dr stanley went on after that and did a lot he'll always be dr stanley to me his first name was tom and tom mm-hmm. stanley wrote a book with william danko called the millionaire next door Yes. And that Millionaire Next Door series were the books that he wrote. He had me in class. Then he went out and wrote those best-selling books. I don't know if there's a correlation, but I think the facts pretty much speak for themselves there. (laughs) But Dr. Stanley always told us the importance of doing that. And you see, that's a way that you contribute value. Think of ways you can help people beyond your set skill. Let's say you're a a baker and you really have good uh, uh, cakes and donuts and things that you do in your bakery shop. That's good. But you also want to know about a good butcher. So when people say, hey, where's a good place to get meat? You get that. And you want to know about a good dentist in town, or you want to know about a good heart surgeon, or you want to know things that are valuable to people there in the town. Use that as a metaphor, which means today you want to be widely read. Feed Mm -hmm. your mind from a variety of sources. And be very careful how you select what you're going to put into your mind. Just like you wouldn't put things that you know are going to be poisonous into your body, you avoid it. You would actively avoid that. If someone said, oh, here's some arsenic, you know, try it. No, no. I mean, you would fight the person. No. Well, the same thing when somebody's got something dangerous for your mind that you know is not in line with your values, not in line with the principles that you know are so important. Cherish your mind and cherish what you're watching on television. Cherish what music you're listening to, what noise you're listening to on radio what people are saying and sometimes you just need to wish people the best and move along you don't want to hang around that kind of negativity and that kind of toxicity instead you want to make sure that you're constantly feeding good in and then giving good out yes helping people in a very positive way to me that's what relationship is about and that's in life but it also permeates down to business because now that's going to mean you're going to have the characteristics and the traits to help others to be able to contribute value, to learn new skills as the marketplace changes and not sit back going, boy, I wish it were like it was back in the good old days, whenever mm-hmm. those good old days were. But I found, you know, whatever era in time you could say, well, these were the good old days. Really? Well, let's go back and look at that. And it might not be quite as good. Some people long for a time, you know, back in the 1800s or the 1700s. Boy, that was good then. Really? Yeah, well, they didn't have running water, you know, electricity uh-uh, wasn't there. You know, they didn't have really good DVDs. And if they still say, yeah, but it was, I go, yeah, I got one word for you. Dentistry. <laughs> Think about that. You know, <laughs> you know, we're better off today. And so the thing is, it's very important that we continue to focus on people as things change and as our technology changes too. Excellent, excellent point. And you know, the the thing that came to my mind, and I can remember this because some of my friends still had those when I was growing up. But the outhouse, mm. and when it's 
when it's when it's twenty degrees, you don't want to have to go outside to go to the bathroom. So that's, that's yeah. nothing good about that. Just, you know, Ty, just think of that picture. I don't want to go there. <laughs> you know, hey, thinking, right, right. No. And you know, think about it. We've got more today than the richest people in the world. I mean, think about uh, one of my heroes is Andrew Carnegie which is the way he pronounced it, not Carnegie, but Carnegie. He was from Scotland, and that's the way they talk over there. And so uh, they always go to Carnegie. When he got his money from J.P. Morgan in 1901, he wrote him a check for $400 million. Now, that was a lot of money back then. And that's a lot of money today, too. Thank you. <laughs> you know? I was going to add that. And J.P. Morgan said, Mr. Carnegie, you are the richest man in the world. But think about that. With that much money, he could not watch videos at home. Right. He could not put on and a headset and listen to really good quality podcasts like we can. He couldn't right. sit down and look at newspapers from around the world. He couldn't have a cure for penis, uh, for polio. He didn't have those things. People around him were dying. They had all kinds of things that were there. Even the richest man in the world, just a few short years ago, by history's sake, you know, he wasn't able to do that. So today we got a lot. There's a lot more available for us, but it all comes back to relationships always. Back then it was, now it is, and way into the future it will be. So I would say, focus your time, those precious resources you have, on what can you do to build relationships. That's critical, and it's a number one priority in business. Building relationships with stakeholders, customers, employees, people who are related to the firm some way, making sure you have it because you never know Who's going to be able to know somebody who knows somebody who can come and help you and be able to contribute value? Or they might feel that you weren't taking care of them properly, and they can talk a lot. One person today with a cell phone can literally reach millions of people. And I think it's a fabulous, fabulous thing that we have. I saw an interview the other day with a, a quote from Jay Rockefeller, the senator from West Virginia. And he said, you know, if I had my way, I would shut down the Internet. And I thought, you know, Senator, with all due respect, you and your fellow Rockefellers before could control a lot. And now we as individuals have the power. You had it before. Now we as real people have it. And because of the technology, we can build relationships with people all over the world. And frankly, maybe there's a lot of things you've been doing in government that we don't need you to do, sir, <laughs> with all due respect to the Senator. <laughs> good point. Good point. You made another point as far as... Uh building mutually beneficial relationships you said listening you talked about listening to the what the other person is saying but specifically you talked about taking notes mm. writing it down and i've had some executives that have shared with me if they meet with someone who's trying to do business with their company and they take no notes they say they will not meet with that individual again because they understand human nature and they know if you don't take notes there's no way of you remembering specifically what they said to you. Mm. And I, I, I can't remember who said this. You, maybe you do, Terry. I know you, you're a sharp guy. Uh, but there was someone, it may have been Confucius. He said, the weakest ink will outlast the strongest memory. Yeah, well, Harvey McKay has said that, yes. And that might have been Confucius that said that as well. Whoever was somebody smart. I but find yeah, that Confucius stole a lot of my best lines. You know, <laughs> I, I came up with it. Confucius stole them from me 2,000 years ago. But, but that but is I, true. I have an original. You ready for this? Yeah. It has a little rap to it. I, I don't have the beatbox going behind me. But basically it goes like this. Don't just think it, ink it. I like it. Yes, don't that's just very think important. It. 
ink it. Yeah, so let's write it down. That's the best way to remember something, to capture it. And you, you gave us several different ways to capture stuff. Yeah, Earl Nightingale talked about that as well. He said, you know, when you get that idea, you know, ideas are fleeting, be sure and write them down. And I have often said today what you want to do is you want to have an electronic device because you can talk faster than you can write. Right. And that's where it's very important. I mean, I know one thing. I carry my cell phone with me here when I go downstairs here in our condo and I'm running on the treadmill. I'm doing my treadmill stuff and I keep track of how I did. You know, I run three miles. I go, okay, I did one mile in this amount of time, two miles in this, and three miles out. I can record it here faster than writing it down. It's much easier that way. And so I would encourage those of you that are listening to this, that are watching this, think of those important metrics, those important details in your life. When you meet someone, write it down or talk it down into your cell phone. Probably right. have your cell phone, your smartphone with you. And if you don't, get one because, hey, Sparky, that's the way we live today. It's really good right. stuff. It can help you be more productive. Keep track of that. So when you meet someone, sometimes it's not going to be as appropriate to take notes during that meeting. Sometimes it might be a little bit, if you can, great. That's good. But when you go back, you might want to also add to it that Hey, I just met with Jane Smith. Jane does this. She told me she had three kids. I think their names were Mike, Billy, and Sally. And, you know, you're starting right and just do a quick brain dump. Sit in the car or go to a quiet place and do that when you've met someone the first time so that that way you can go back and transcribe it. Right. You can have that available so that then it might be three months later you go back and you're going to see Jane again. You pull up that information. So you say, by the way, how are the kids doing? Sally doing all right in her uh, ballet class, etc. And those little things like that make all the difference in the world in relationships. Excellent point. Excellent point. We have a couple of minutes uh, before we go into the last break. Well, but I'd like for you to get us jump started into the next segment. You, you talked about... Um, basically ways to maintain and, 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 and some key principles for building relationships online and offline. And if you can just kind of, 90 seconds or so, give us some, some tidbits into that. Yeah, online and offline, they're the same that you're dealing with people. You just use different methodologies. Be there on Facebook and respond to people. Don't just talk about your own thing. Respond to what they're saying on Twitter the same way. Retweeting them. That helps them with clout. It gives them clout juice when you're retweeting them and when you're posting and reposting what they're doing. Online, when you're offline, say hello to people. Talk to them. Pick up the phone and call. Time just before our interview today, I had someone who said something really nice up in New York. She wrote a note about our book, Clout Matters, and said some very nice things. She says they got the record number of listeners and viewers on their site when she wrote about that. People are very interested in clout. And so I picked up the phone and called her. And she grabbed, I got her cell phone. She had it there in the email. I picked it up, called her. She was delighted. We talked for just a little while, but now our relationship has moved from one where we met digitally to now we've talked on the phone and probably someday we'll get a chance to meet. So it's a matter of combining the best in both to connect with people and build relationships. Wow. You know, and it's time for us to take our last break, as I mentioned. But when we come back, I want you to kind of share with us how this tool called Clout can help us determine the level of our effectiveness in social media and any other recommendations you have. Okay? How's that sound? You bet. All right. Very good. All right. It's time for us to take our final break. And this is the fastest hour of the week. And you're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am Ty Maynard, your host. My guest today is the phenomenal Terry Brock. And we're going to take just a very quick short break. So stay tuned. We'll talk to you on the other side of this break.
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Want to be empowered to take your leadership skills to the next level in your business? Tune into A Sharp Outlook. Best Practices for Success with host Angela Sharp. Using industry-specific materials, toolkits, and expert guests from all facets of business, our program will empower you to develop a strong core in your business leadership, infrastructure, growth, and technology. A Sharp Outlook airs live every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at tymaynergroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R group.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. I am Ty Maynard, and my guest today is Terry Brock, and he's been talking about talking to us about how to maximize our relationships through marketing, using online, offline tools, and just basically social media. And Terry, I wanted us to finish this last segment talking about, you just wrote an, an amazing book talk, called Clout Matters. Talk to us about this tool called Clout, how to use it, why it's so important today. Yeah, well, Clout is important. Matter of fact, I got the uh, the copy right here. Just happen to have that. And for those of you watching Ow. video, there it is. Yes, indeed. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> got it right there. By the way, also something we were really glad about, Joe Fernandez, the CEO and co-founder of Clout, endorsed our book here, right on the wow. cover. So we got that. And Jeffrey Hazlett did the forward, who has now got his uh, primetime television show on Bloomberg. He's a former uh, chief marketing officer for Kodak, and he wrote that. But Clout is a tool that helps you. It really ties in with relationship marketing, what you and I have been talking about. Because really, social media is social. It's about people interfacing with each other, connecting, relationships. They tie together a lot. And the beauty of clout is it gives you the ability to measure what's going on. Everyone that's using Twitter, for instance, or you have uh, Facebook, etc., you have the option of having your clout score tied into that. So that now we can measure the effectiveness that you have with digital influence. In the past, if we said someone is in a relationship or I know this person, I know that one, who's more influential, it would be, well, I think so-and-so is more, more of a gut reaction. And we had no way to quantify it and to really find out. Clout is a way to quantify it. And much like you would uh, get a BMI score, the body mass index, and it helps you know how you're doing physically. If it's a little bit off, you go see a medical professional and they can help you to do the right things, consume the right foods, abstain from certain substances, exercise properly, you have that guidance. Well, clout is giving you the ability to do that in social media. And you find out, am I doing the right things? And then your clout score can go up or down based on what you're doing. And now many companies are looking at hiring people based on their clout score, speakers, authors, Many actors in Hollywood are finding their clout score matters because directors and producers 
are looking specifically at what is your clout score? How influential are you? How many people are you likely to bring into the box office that will pay money? Therefore, we're going to select those there. Authors, people that are uh, being chosen by the major publishers, clout score is a major factor now. And so where are you from zero to 100? And it changes every day. But it's a way for you to say, okay, we're doing the right thing or not, and to find out how to be a good social media citizen. Wow. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. So tell us a little bit about your book and how did you come to determine, I mean, of all the things to talk about, you have a tremendous knowledge. What made you decide to go in the direction of of that book? We like this because, see, clout is a way of looking at social media over all of it. Every day there's a new, it seems like there's a new social media platform. Oh, I got to be on Twitter. Oh, I got to be on Facebook. Oh, I got to be on LinkedIn. Oh, I got to be on Tumblr. Oh, I got to be on, and we go, stop, I'm I'm overwhelmed. Clout says, let me show you what is is working best for you. And it's a way to measure that, to say, okay, we're going to use that much like another metaphor we'd use, you're stepping on a bathroom scale. You want to look at that and you want to see, as my co-author Gina Carr says, we want to see the scale go down and your clout score go up. And so you want to watch that to make sure. And if you find you eat the wrong kind of food, yeah, and your sco- your bathroom scale starts going up, you know, uh-uh, I need to cut back on that. Not eat the, that kind of food, but instead do this. We need to exercise a little bit more, etc. Clout gives you the ability to measure that. And really where it comes in is it's helping you to understand what's happening. And the benefits to you are such that you get perks from various brands. See, this is how they make their money, how clout makes their money. They mm-hmm. work in conjunction with brands like, uh, for instance, Chevrolet. Chevy had their Chevy Volt, and they wanted to find out who's influential in cars and the environment. And so what they did is they went to Clout. Clout identified those key people and then said, here, we will make those people available, and they sent it to them. They didn't, uh, Chevrolet didn't find out who they were initially. They went through Clout, and they targeted people who were highly influential, who liked cars, vehicles and the environment and then those people said okay this is nice and chevy said here are the keys give them to give you a chevy volt for a long weekend have a good time you don't have to write anything about it you don't have to say anything good you if you want to say something bad you're welcome to do that too we'd like it if you'd say something nice it's up to you here are the keys for a three-day weekend because you have a higher clout score and they say there you go american airlines recently said anyone that's uh, got a clout score of 55 or higher gets a full day in our prestigious Admirals Club. And you don't even have to fly American Airlines. Here you go. It's yours for a day. It's advertising. A friend of mine, J.B. Glossinger, is in our mastermind group. He has the number one podcast in the world on personal development. And he's an incredibly nice guy. We were telling him about Cloud of Meeting. And then a couple days later, he was down in Bogota, Colombia. His wife is from there. They fly back and forth from Fort Lauderdale to Bogota. He had to make some changes because of a trip. And to get the return flight, he called the airline. And the airline said, okay, we'll take care of that. And that'll be $800 extra. And he thought, whoa, $800, that's a lot of money. He said, wait a minute, that's not... And then he remembered what Terry and Gina were talking about, what we told him. And he said, let me try something here. He said, well, let me tell you who I am. I am this person, and my clout score is here, and I have this on there. Don't take my word for it. Check me out and call me back. So they did. They called him back about an hour later. They had checked his clout score, and they said, 
Um, Mr. Glossier, we are glad that you're flying with us. Thank you very much. And for you, we have waived the $800 fee, and we're moving you and your wife to the front of the plane. Wow. Well, because of that. Because think about it. From their point of view, someone who's very influential, you want that person saying very good things about you. You don't want that person saying bad things about you. True. People are getting upgrades at hotels because of their clout score. And what's happening now also is one of the ways clout makes money is they can sell this to customer service places. For instance, Ty, let's say you're calling in for uh, your cell phone service and you're talking to someone. Now they're going to have it set so that they can see not only who you are in your history, but also your clout score. And those with a certain clout score and higher will get preferred treatment, will go into a higher level, will get reduced wait times, will get these advantages because that's to the advantage of the company. They want wow. people with high clout scores saying nice things about them. And so how do you get that clout score better? Well, that's where, <laughs> shameless plug again, our book comes <laughs> in, which you can get, of course, at an internet near you, at your favorite bookseller online, or paper books are available and digital books are available. But really, it's a step-by-step -step study guide on how okay. to do social media right. We've put 11 videos integrally interwoven in there from very successful people who are doing very well in social media and making money in this. We put okay. an extensive reference section. These are podcasts to listen to, to feed your mind. These are video channels that we recommend that will help you. These are blogs that you ought to read on a regular basis to learn more. And for an extra bonus, here's some wonderful business resources and tools that will help you to do social media better faster and with less time and get more results so okay. that's what we've done with it very good very good we have about 90 seconds left so uh, how can my audience get in touch with you if they want to have you uh, as a speaker or presenter how can they get in touch with you terry well the simplest way is to go over to terrybrock.com that's t-e-r-r-y and brock is spelled the right way, B-R-O-C-K. So terrybrock.com or for our book, go over there and you're going to get a wealth of information and learn about clout. Go over to cloutmatters.com and that's clout with a K. K-L-O-U-T-M-A-T-T-E-R-S. Cloutmatters.com. You'll find out about what we're doing, what Gina Carr, my co-author and I are doing and some real good learning resources there. Excellent, excellent. Terry, I just want to thank you again for being on the show. And we're going to have to continue this because I, I just get highest demand when I have you around. And, you know, hey, great minds think alike. I've enjoyed our interaction. And so you want to get Clout Matters. You want to get that book. You also want to have in your library, Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something, with this, which is the flagship book for the name of the radio show. Uh, and we're going to continue to bring you solid material Phenomenal guests like Terry every week to help you in your quest to be the best. So in the meantime, thanks again for listening. I have listeners from around the world and we continue to grow. Thank you for listening. Tell others about the show. And in the meantime, until next week, forget patience. Let's sell something. Talk to you soon. Thanks again for tuning in to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. Ty Maynard will be back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to you joining us then. In the meantime, forget patience, let's sell something. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. 
For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 